Let's get ready to jerk the curtain! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. See you later, Mr. Sacco. What it is is what it is. Rest in peace. Is the best there was or the best there ever will be. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jerk the Curtain podcast, a rush of madness and mania. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is my tag team partner, the Mid-South Maniac himself, Corey Kaufman. Oh, yeah. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How's it going? Pretty good. Today is June 8th, 2019, and we got a good one for you. But before that, how was your week, brother? Dude, it was pretty great, honestly. Um, I think it ended on a good note, you know, just trying to actually go over some uh, highlights. I finally got to see some highlights of uh, that little uh, so-called uh, event that a uh, certain wrestling industry had going on yesterday on a Friday. Um, <laughs> so I, try, <laughs> I tried to follow that and hear how disgruntled a lot of fans were. But no, other than that, the week was great personally. But I'm um, just trying to get back and immerse myself into some wrestling of sorts. And uh, how was yours, man? Pretty good. Did a lot of do-back stuff. Announced two big shows. I announced this one, and I announced my uh, podcast with Mick Strawn, uh, the Rabbit Hole Podcast, which we will talk about here in a little bit. But just keeping busy, keep working, and uh, making big plans for do-back, as you know. No, that's that's the whole point, man. It's 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 busy every which way, but it's it's just good that we're all just uh, getting together and making some stuff happen, man. I'm excited. And the first episode of our new podcast. Hey, I'm ready for it, man. It's it's. I think this is gonna be a, a really quick start to a very long, interesting ride. So uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I got a lot to talk about that not, not anyone usually cares about. So <laughs> <laughs> why not start it off now? Um, but no, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Um, you know, I'm I've been a wrestling fan forever. Oh my gosh, like my I blame it all on my my family. They got me into it way too early. Um, right as soon as I was born in '87. So and it's never stopped. But I know a lot of people are like, man, you just no way too much. And I'm like, well, I, I'm just a fan. So, <laughs> Yeah, this has been a passion of mine for most of my life. I loved wrestling. I haven't been around around it much recently, mainly because what we have now is shit. But with the recent reemergence, well, recent emergence of a new league, things are looking up once again. And we will get into that later. But first, it's time to show the motherfucking network. Just as a friendly reminder, the Jerk the Curtain podcast is part of the Do Back Discussion podcast network featuring great podcasts such as the Goremore podcast, your source for horror, news, interviews, and reviews. The Hall of Heroes podcast, your source for comic book, movies, news, reviews, and theories. Oh, it's just everything. It's it's a shit show and a half. Also, the Do Back Discussion podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. And the Rabbit Hole podcast, where each week you venture down the proverbial rabbit hole with myself and Mick Strawn about some crazy fucking topic, and you get lost for two hours. And then you come out of it like, what the fuck? Also, remember to visit dobackdiscussion.net for everything fandom, and visit our Tee Public store for all that sweet and sexy merch. Do back discussion on there, folks. 
and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dubac Net Discussion Network. Oh, yes. And find Corey at Mid-South Maniac. And it's time for the match review. So we have Jeff Hardy versus Rob Van Dam, August 23rd, 2001, on an episode of SmackDown. And it is for the what championship? The Hardcore Championship. Discussion. Topics. Let's go. Was the entrances hyped? Yes. Always hyped with you hear RVD's music and fucking Jeff Hardy with that goddamn Hardy's Boy music. Oh, my. Always. It's just so fun. All the time. Well, it was weird about that, too. Hasn't I mean, the Hardys have always had the same music. Well, I mean, that music's from day one. But, man, that gets everyone amped. I don't know. And with them always being usually, I mean, yeah, people were amped. And that's when you can still bring really cool signs in. So signs just go up everywhere, you know, when he shows up. So Yeah. That's like black light effects and all that jazz. That that is not it. <laughs> that was the shitty. That had to be the shitty remix that they introduced that for was three the days. Shitty yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're not going to play that ever again. <laughs> that was terrible. Like they're like, we're going to change it up a little bit. Why? <laughs> At that point, you need to play like someone else's music. I don't know, like William Regal or something. <laughs> yes, so, this random music. <laughs> if you're going to do that, did the match have good flow? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was very fast paced, like in your face, nonstop type of stuff. Those guys were known for man. Just, I mean, there was really no halt in what they had going on. So they just they knew the next. Both of them come from the same what cut of cloth, if you want to call it that. Yeah, and they're just they, they're movers, man, and and high flying movers. So they they know there's not really a chance to 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 slow down, even if they're hurt. So was the match believable? Uh, at times, and then other times, it was completely uh, very unbelievable. <laughs> well, I, I was all good. The beginning of that match, what really threw me off when they start throwing each other into the turnbuckles and stuff. Uh-huh. There's this really cool, uh, I don't know, Rob Van Dam with, you know, he's like, what, five foot tall? So he's trying to like, do some type of some type of big boot, and his kicks are off by a mile. And I'm like kick Hardy in the face and it's a clear like <laughs> miss and Hardy has to sell it. But you know, that's, that's the thing is in and make contact, but man, if you sell it from, you know, at least three quarters of the crowd is going to be like, Oh my God, I got hit in the face. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's maybe it was one of those cameraman cuts of camera. They should have cut to a different cameraman, but my opinion, but no, other than that, it was, very believable. I mean, the injuries look believable until they get back up and pop up and do some other arterial high flying action. So, <laughs> favorite moment of the match? Uh, mine would have to be the Jeff Hardy Swanton bomb fail off the ladder into the table. He just gets obliterated. Man, yeah, I can't argue with that. I mean, <laughs> that's like me saying, "What was your favorite part?" Uh, probably him pulling everything out from under the ring. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the fucking broom. This was the broom. It's a, a broom. It's a broom in a trash can. Like <laughs> it makes you wonder why there's even that shit underneath the yeah. ring. I don't know. But um, dude, yeah, that table. I mean, 
to literally say it, it, it for better words, exploded. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I've never been through a table, so I can't attest to it, but he, I don't know, it folded up on him. And, it, you know, usually you see it crack in half and then it cracked. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you there. That's that's perfect. Uh, Shittiest moment of the match would be Rob Van Dam wandering around trying to get on the table to set up for the fucking stunt. He's like, oh, oh, I'm so dizzy. Where am I? And then Jeff Hardy picks him up and, like, punches him a bunch and then throws him on the table. He's like, oh, those couple punches just have me out cold. What can I do? I'm just going to lay on this table. What's going to happen with Jeff Hardy? Oh, there's a ladder. I'm just going to lay here. That's what That's what the shittiest moment of the match is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see where he's like, I need some edibles or something. Uh, but, but honestly, I mean, and I, I don't know what it is about hardcore matches and me being like, man, I don't know. I'm all about the props. I'm like, what else could they pull out from the ring? But how about Rob Van Dam stick? under Jeff Hardy's body to do a backbreaker. I'm trying to figure out if that helped or didn't help the situation. <laughs> I've never seen anyone try to do a backbreaker with a broom handle stick. Uh-huh. It didn't work like, well. Carefully. It did not work no, well. <laughs> it didn't even break. It was probably no. like a really awesome fiberglass, and Jeff is like, you dick. Like, why would you do that? Because it's just, the table busted in a thousand pieces. Yes. The broom handle, it's, it's strong. It must be the real kind, you know? Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, finisher count of three, and what were the finishers? Uh, Swanton Bomb, Frog Splash, and DDT. Yeah, if you yeah, if you what? count all, yeah. Okay. Uh, was there any blood? No. Absolutely not. Which I don't understand that. Um, you think there would have been with all the hard, you know, hardcore match? Well, I mean, any, and, and I don't know. I mean, this was so pre PG two thousand one. I mean, that's okay. still. Kind of some free reign on some wrestling, and you know, with all the creative people they had involved, and I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that match, that match, if I'm wrong, it was not the main event that night. No. So I don't know. I think they kind of saved that because they're not like other. <laughs> it's like, well, we can't bleed now. Um, worry about everything else later. But that would have been a perfect match to definitely incorporate some. I mean, there's so many been so many matches where. The littlest things make people bleed in with all this shit going on. Right. It, it would have been fitting. And the fact is it's 2001. So they're not going to cut to black and white yet, but damn, that sure would have been cool to, to kind of see that happening. But you know, I, I figure with Jeff Hardy having all his pockets, now they had to cut to black and white because USA network didn't allow blood. Right. I, I thought they did there for a while. I don't know. I, it seemed like every, cause some of it that was live, Gangrel wasn't allowed to drink his blood on air. That's a good point. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that was blood. I thought that was some other concoction. Thick red liquid, as they called it, the thick red liquid. (laughs) It tastes like cherries. Uh, But no, no blood. I mean, it's it's a bummer, but you know, still a lot of action. But with all the stuff going on, uh, there's only blood at Edge Christian and Hardy Boys matches. What are you talking about? And uh, I, dude, that's a good. I don't think I don't think there ever had. I I can't remember a match that the Hardy Boys period were in where blood was shown or had, had transpired. It was just a lot of high oh, flying action, you're, you're and somebody right. didn't cut themselves. You are so. right. No first blood matches here. The Dudley Boys bled a lot. Of, I, I feel though. Well, that's because uh, 
<laughs> Bubba's head is the size of like a football field. So, yeah, I mean, right. it's going to be a lot easier to make that right. work. Jeff Hardy has all his hair, and this is before his face paint days, you know, and he still had a. You mean before the acid car. days? Before acid Hardy comes I, out? Yeah, before. Before he became a super artist, all of a sudden a painter. Um, no, he, but no, I mean, it, man, I'm telling you, it, it would have been warranted for sure. Watch, we're gonna find a Hardy's match that has blood. That's gonna be our next next thing. Oh yeah, one, the one whole match that probably wasn't televised. Probably a show. Uh, Was there any match you know. interference? It, I don't know. Do you want to call it interference? I mean. It, it was never it over because nobody got I mean, pinfalled. And since it's the hardcore match, I don't know. And I, I'm not wrong. This isn't. You could say yes. You could say Raven interfered and then pinned him. Right. Yeah, I just. Yeah. So, I mean, you can say interfere because technically it's interrupting the match. But when when Hardy's walking walked out, I mean. Yeah. They had to do something, and I, I believe, in my opinion, that Eric Bischoff was back there going, oh. <laughs> you know, like, we, this is not how we're going to do it. Yeah. You know, Eric Bischoff is – Raven, get somebody out there. there. Raven just like, uh, uh, okay. And he's just like, well, I want to no, be No, the reason they picked him is he was probably sitting in the corner next to, like, the entrance, just, like, asleep. Yeah. You're like, get out there. What am I doing? Just get out there, you know. <laughs> And I, he didn't have any relevant storyline. So it's like, well, we're going to make something up. Yeah. Hey, we don't have the flock anymore. But whatever. It's WWF. Let's just go with it. You know, so you look hardcore. Let's just throw you out there. Was the crowd fired up? Yeah, they were fired up until they didn't know what the hell was going on with Jeff. <laughs> right. They're like, yo, what's going on? Like this, if he's hurt, then maybe RPD should capitalize. You know, it's like. That's the only thing I've never understood is like I get the safety. If I don't know, pin his ass. It's a hardcore match. You can pin him outside the ring if I'm wrong. You know, uh, you know, just but they wanted it to end. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe they still had four minutes to kill. But I mean, the crowd was fired up throughout the entire match right until that point, and they're like, I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, Hardy Boys. <laughs> are responsible for the fifth bloodiest match in history. God damn it. Uh, MNM versus the Hardy Boys versus Paul London and Brian Kendrick versus Brian versus William Regal and Dave Taylor. It's 2006. That's a terrible idea. Like, those four names alone. Yeah. You could have used that on with all the epic TLC matches and everything they've been involved with with Edge and Christian, the Dudleys. You got to remember, this is whenever we started like really getting into the shitty end of WWE. Oh yeah, and this was this was right after the conversion. So things are not looking well, and we won't be reviewing those matches as much. Just (laughs) forward. You're you're telling me we're not going to review the Brian Kendrick? You're lucky we're going to 2001. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's pushing it. I I get it. What 2001? So real quick. 2001, what, 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 how old were you? Uh, eight. <laughs> Did you watch this match when you were eight? I might have. I might have. I don't, I don't think I would remember a specific match between Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam. You know, have you ever watched, watched over the years? <laughs> I was, I was 13 or 14, man. And I was, you know, so yeah. I hadn't got my license yet. So I was still very much into the watching the television. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, definitely could have been cooler, but the crowd I think was fired up. And if I'm wrong, I don't know where they were at. Maybe were they in Chicago for the summer? I think they were in Chicago. There's too many Cubs fans out there. I'm not going to get into that conversation, but but that's another thing too. And what else are they going to cheer for in Chicago in 2001? Nothing. So, (laughs) um, so, so they were fired up right until that point when they're like, oh, Jeff's, uh, yeah, Jeff's Probably hurt. Curve. And then fucking Raven comes out. And then they're like, oh my God! <laughs> Him. Where's the other guys? Where's the flock? Where's his leather jacket? You know? Was the match out Where's his fair? awesome... <laughs> Is that a... I don't know. What's your opinion? Raven stole that bitch. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I don't think he had a choice. <laughs> it's just like... I guess it was fair, but I mean, yeah, you got a dilapidated RVD at this point. So it's like, yeah, capitalize, capitalize, capitalize. So, you know, match rating. I'm going to say, okay, seeing that we kind of got two for this is all for two for one special here. And Jeff got obliterated. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd only have to give a two and a half out of five because we didn't even get a full match. I'm glad you're doing this out of five. That keep, that keeps me pretty short. Um, can we go, just go up in half increments? Is that correct? Yeah. Two. Two. Just, I'm not even going to give it the half because. So an average score of I mean, uh, two and a quarter. For so yeah, um, I think I, I think for the entire match. Now, if I were to put for uh, for if I were to give it a rating for emergency response. Uh huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do we do get out there 4.5 you know hey you know at least you're on the ball and people are standing around for an hour with their thumb up their ass trying to figure out what's going on is he dead is he what you know so so yeah that is it for the match review this week and now it's time for our weekly throwback promo this one is interesting as fuck <laughs> The ultimate warrior, take it, Gene. All right, I thank you very much, Vince McMahon. I've got to pose some of the questions to you, ultimate warrior, that Vince just discussed with the World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan. First of all, what happened tonight? Ultimate what Warrior. What happened tonight was already written, Hulk Hogan. It was written a long time ago when the warriors that came before me and you yes, all do it. Now what we must do is beyond us, Hulk Hogan. I stood with my back to you, Hulk Hogan. And I knew you would not come. But Hulk Hogan, when I looked into your eyes, I saw walls, walls filled with fear. Fear the red dick for you, Hulk Hogan. At Royal Rumble, I needed no friends. I needed no partners. Every man stands by himself like the ultimate warrior. Always has! But Hulk Hogan, you still do not understand. You still have mistrust. I need not your protection, Hulk Hogan. Look on the wall at the Joe Lewis Arena. The warriors that could not come have attached themselves to the outer structure, Hulk Hogan. They're seeping through. 
stealing me, feeding me with the power to survive. They ride on my back for my protection. I need not you, Hulk Hogan. And if you look closer, you will notice red and yellow, the colors of Hulkamania, Hulkamaniacs that are questioning. Do you have, Hulk Hogan, what it takes to be the most powerful force in the entire universe? Hulk Hogan, look at me, Hulk Hogan. Look at me! Without the paint, Hulk Hogan, the desire to withstand the pain and give you the utmost in battle and combat at WrestleMania 6 still stands, Hulk Hogan, for the chosen one. I get the impression that we've got a loose cannon on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, with the ultimate warrior. We're going to be back with James Buster Douglas right after this. Oh. I don't know what to, like, oh my God, his face. So that was a know. completely cracked out ultimate warrior. Dude, no, he's beyond that, man. Like, Here's the thing, real quick. I know we're not reviewing his promo, but I'm going to, okay? Okay, okay. Um, He's one of those guys that I would never ask him to whisper a damn thing because his whispering's creepy. It is. Like, it's not ultimate warrior-esque. He's like, first off, okay, it starts out with, sounds like boars in the background mating, okay? It's like, I, it sounds like boar and like, I don't know, animals with a pig and whatever, noises. And then his breathing exercises are cool. But dude, I, you know what? You know I'm gonna actually save this and make that my automatic response when a telemarketer's calling me. And so when telemarketer calls, I'll just go back. Hulk Hogan, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. And he's like, I'm gonna whisper. That guy don't know what I'm to Hulk Hogan. And it's like, damn, dude, like it's hell. But his eyes, like, here's the thing. How, how did Mean Gene? How does Mean Gene put up with that? And Pan, you know, Mean Gene's cut off of that camera angle, right? I'm laughing. I know he's he was a professional. God bless him, man. But I couldn't have interviewed people like that. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> he's so I, fucked I, up. Uh, Looks like we got a loose cannon out here, folks. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Looks like we got a loose cannon. I am the of the Hulk Hogan. Like, you can't talk like that unless you're beating your chest with a loincloth on and, like, winging around like a giant mammoth bone. Okay? Yes. That's, that's what the Ultimate Warrior was, man. You know? But, uh, God, dude, that's uh, that's amazing. I've never seen that one, so that's very refreshing. Hulk Hogan. Newsflash, sucker! What do we got? Oh, uh, you gotta say, you gotta say, sucker better. You do it. I don't know if I can. Man. It has to sound like Booker T, man. I, I, I like. I, I don't know how to Monday night. Monday Nitro Booker T, you know, and say <laughs> stuff you shouldn't be saying. <laughs> we'll but, do that next. News week. Flash, sucker! <laughs> I don't know. His, I, I'm not. I don't know. I feel like I feel like people would get offended if I don't do this right. So yeah. So. uh Newsflash, Saka. Thoughts on the Goldberg-Undertaker match from this Terrible. week? Oh, my God, and they botched it. What the fuck? Dude, the whole – well, here's the thing. Uh, it, <laughs> the, what summed it up – I don't know if you've seen the uh, – you see Undertaker's face at the end of the match? Uh-uh. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a, like, a standalone clip of him, like, literally mm-hmm. just his face, and he's like, 
with his eyeliner on and everything. He's like, yeah, that could have went a lot better. Yeah. Um, but dude, botch, botch fest. And I, and honestly, I'm not saying it's Goldberg's fault, but I think he was the least ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. But between hammer and then the undertaker fucking up the, uh, tombstone, which I don't know how it didn't kill each other doing either, either move. Yeah. Dropping their head. And it sucks because yeah, maybe in Saudi Arabia, that was cool. Cause they never, they don't see shit over there, but, uh, <laughs> Well, man, it sucks, and it's and that's the thing. It's kind of like you're just okay. Well, bring him out, bring out the bear show, and we're gonna beat the shit out of this bear and put it back. And, you know that that old circus stuff. That's just what it feels like, and for purposes, but not do that match. Was it's terrible. them grasping it at straws but, for ratings now. It's all it is is they can't come up with an original storyline or any well, national wrestling I, entertainment. And I think. Yeah, and I think especially the overseas market, you know, the overseas market's still thriving. Like they're 10, 15 years behind everything. Uh-huh. So that's what they're doing. They're like, well, let's let's show them something that's went on 10 years ago or, or like a dream match from 15, 20 years ago. Like when they were still putting out what? Pro wrestling magazines were like when WCW and WBF were still like fighting each other. It was like, oh, the ultimate dream matchup, you know, and whatever um, would have been. But it's like, trying to do that 20 years later with two 45 year old 50 year old guys whose age in the ring is probably like 89 95 yeah you know it's scary and that match right there i think attests to okay we gotta reconfigure some shit we can't be doing you know it's like bringing rick flair against like some other dilapidated guy who can't really do the thing anymore they just need to know when enough is enough and I, and I think that's the consensus. I see a lot of fans um, bitching and complaining, which I, hey, I'm all, I understand. I do. And it sucks as a fan because you're like, oh, well, it's the Undertaker. Well, it's Goldberg. It's like, end up no, killing No, it's, well, it's what's <laughs> left of the Undertaker. It's what's left of Goldberg. Yeah, it's just, you know, hollow shells. And it yes. sucks. Um, and that's all it is now. It's, it's, it's a nostalgic circus act. And but it's like. Enough of the old. And with the new. We're going to talk about the rise of AEW, and that stands for All Elite Wrestling, and they got a crazy roster. Should I, shall I go over it? As you should. Uh, Adam Page, he goes by Hangman, Angelico, Brandon Cutler, Chris Jericho, Christopher Daniels, Chuck Taylor, Seema, Cody Rhodes, Darvin Allen, Dustin Rhodes... Phoenix of Lucha of Lucha Brothers, Frankie Kazarian, Jack Evans, Jimmy Havoc. He was pretty big on the private circuit, wasn't he? Yes. Joey Janela, John Moxley, which is Dean Ambrose, Jungle Boy, Kenny fucking Omega, Kip Saban, Lucha Luchasaurus, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson. Michael Nakazawa, MJF, fucking Neville. It goes by Pac now. By what? Pac. Could have made a better name than that. Sorry. Penta L Zero M of Lucha Brothers. Peter Avalon, the librarian. Private Party, which is like, I don't know. Sounds fun. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Scorpion Sky. Trent Beretta and Sonny Kiss. And then there's a women's roster, which is stacked. 
uh, Ali, Awesome Kong, Bea Priestley, Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, Akira Shadida, Kylie Ray, Leva Bates, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and Sadie Gibbs. Uh, I didn't realize the roster was that big. Broadcast team is Jim Ross, Alex Marvez, Excalibur, and Dustin Roberts. Yep. And their coaches are Billy Gunn and Jerry Lynn. Yeah, man, everyone's jumping there, jumping over there. I mean, I don't know. You know, they've they've had a. I don't know. I haven't seen the regular showings yet. You know, I've seen you know what they've tried to do pay per view wise. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if they if they bring it back before the WWF or sorry before the WWE has a chance to really figure their shit out, I mean, they're. You know what the taglines are today? CM Punk. I think that, that I don't know. I think I think someone joked with that, and I think, but I think he's done. Has any turned down reports or? Oh, I don't know. If he I, did, I that know. would be huge. I just think I think I think there's been so many outlets that have seen one like write up about that, and they're like, "What? It said CM Punk. He must be going to AEW because he's such a UFC, you know? for AEW. Uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, Fightler Fest, June 29th. Fight for the Fall on June 13th, Jacksonville, Florida, Chicago, Illinois, all out. Oh, Chicago. Uh-oh, there you go. That's if, – if if they really wanted to try to do that – They need to come to CM Pittsburgh. I'm just saying if they, went, if they did – if they were to do anything, Chicago is obviously – you know, the, that's, gonna, that's been that's the, that's be been the, the heel one. of uh, WWE shows lately because they still chant his name. I never was a giant fan of him, but I get the whole surrounding of it. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, you know, Jericho with his history, you know, with the Ring of Honor and stuff, there. I mean, he'd be a fit. But yeah, I mean, Jericho's going to fight Hangman Page there for the AEW World Championship. He qualified for that after beating him, uh, Kenny, right? I think. Oh, yeah. no. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's something to be reckoned with there. I mean, I love that that Cody Rhodes Dustin match was pretty good um, that everyone was talking about. I emotional there at the end of that one, but. You know, that was kind of – I've seen that because I've, I've watched storylines since the 80s, so I've seen it all. There's a and video it's for the next event. Should we play it? Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest. So it's a festival that AEW is performing at. I feel like you could have edited the, the, at least the sound clip of that a lot better. Because <laughs> that's – I did not care for that music. That was terrible. That was, but, I mean, I imagine awesome. you've seen it, uh, the visuals of it. But, yeah, that that would be awesome. I think just like an actual convention of some sorts, a fest, an outdoor event, or whatever, however they're going to run it, that would be, that'd be badass to really go. I mean, I haven't been to an outdoor wrestling event in quite some time, so – we should see this. We shall see where they go. Uh, maybe we'll get a show, a week-to-week show soon. Who knows? They're still not up there I mean, TNA level. So. It's, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I've been trying to – I'll tell you one, you know, one thing they don't have – no one has to worry about is impact. Oh, man, that's when <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I tried to watch something and it like there's literally four people like in that – like watching that show and it's just <laughs> – it's, it's starting to look like the WCW days where they were at the Universal Studios, like trying to film and like, hey, you want some free tickets? 
to each other. You might like it. Like, whatever. So, it's, yeah, I mean, so I, I think that's the thing. And I, and I think Impact fell off the map. AEW's on the rise. Gaining some notoriety. And yeah, it's, I mean, someone has to. Yeah. And that's the problem. I think the WB can't be successful too if they don't have someone to bounce shit off of. So, um, maybe this will put some pep in their step. No, that's that's exactly it. When you don't have real competition, it's like, well, why? You know, honestly, it's like oh, I want to better myself, but <laughs> I think we're doing okay. We're at the top, yeah. so um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, future plans of Jerk the Curtain, Corey Kaufman, go. Future plans. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Right now is uh, I'm down here in the just so everyone's aware, uh, the Mid South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. I am located uh, just outside of Memphis, Tennessee. One of the great wrestling capitals of the world, um, home to none other than Jerry the King Lawler. Um, I throw that name out there because it'd be cool to get him soon as a guest of some sorts. Um, but I think really getting us out there, getting some uh, really good guests that have a lot of knowledge uh, and stuff. I mean, people have read the books. People have, you know, between Ric Flair, you know, Jerry the King Lawler, Hulk Hogan, Ricky Steamboat, you know, you could go on for days. And I think getting some of these old guys on there who are still around still attesting to, you know, showing up for fans and everything. I think getting some of those guys on here to kind of shoot the shit with and um, just kind of be honest and, and, you know, show them how much of a fanboys we are. I mean, that's exactly what we are and that's why we're doing this. Um, so definitely getting out there, getting some, uh, some guys on here to talk to uh, some wrestlers, um, some icons that we looked up to. Um, also just, you know, getting, going to events, um, you know, and then sharing just the stories that fans talk about that we just talk about amongst ourselves. You know, the matches that garnered, you know, really honed in as a kid or whatever that you talk to your buddies about. You know, that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about here, I think, because that's the stuff we like to talk about. We think you'd like to talk about it, like to hear us bitch about it, whatever, which way or the other. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm just glad you invited me on for this ride. And I just want to, you know, let's start off fiery fast and just uh did you finish talking it cut out <laughs> but yeah I, I, what what no you said uh, did i finish talking do you want me to keep going no no i i, I didn't know whether you finished talking ah, <laughs> fuck if if cory if, if cory pauses for longer than three seconds he's probably done okay <laughs> in third, third person, person. <laughs> start doing it. if i start pausing i'm like Hulk Hogan. I'll just do that and then I'm going to be done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'm done with this interview. This guy's uh, a yeah. lunatic. I'd like Hogan, to start including fans on this. I'd like to start including some maybe wrestlers in this. Fans, yes. Uh, anything. Anyone in, involved in the community that we want to get a part of? I mean, sky's the limit. We can do anything on here. And once we review a, a match, throw back some promos, talk about some news. This is going to be our show format for now. Uh, it might evolve over time, but this is what you uh, are going to get each, well, every other week. It'll be a bi-weekly show. And if the demand comes for it, then we will do it every week. Okay? Beautiful. Fun. Yes. But that is all for the first episode of the Jerk the Curtain podcast. Thank you for joining us. That is your host with the most, TJ Bowser. Signing off. This is the Mid South Maniac, Corey Kaufman, signing off. Yeah.